This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI. Let's welcome back into the show Canadian Press Weekend News Editor Michelle McQuig. Hey, good morning, Michelle. Hello, Dave. So, Michelle, welcome yes, back. Thank you very much. Good to be back. It's sort of today's, today's the first day I feel kind of human again. So, very happy to be on the mend. Oh, well, got to start somewhere, I guess. Yeah, it takes about a week. It takes about a week, give or take, and a Real. lot of tea. Wow. I've not had a coffee. In eight, nine days now. So we're uh, we're we're cranking on a street. All right, here. I've just gone from some like you know generally sympathetic to feeling deep empathy here. Well, that's, you know, that, that's a lot. Tea. <laughs> we just drink tea now. That that's Ooh. who we are. We're the tea person. It's just the way it's the way life goes. And thankfully, nobody is tracking my liquid consumption generally speaking. But <laughs> Michelle, employees and employers and but, but do you, but do you really know that? That is the question. This, so here we go. This is what leads us into the story where we shared a very short clip yesterday on the show talking about a shift in policy in Ontario about the disclosure of how employers can track employees digitally and and how they can surveil them. So, Michelle, give me just like the broad strokes of the story, set the table, and then we can dive into this a little bit. Yeah, you got it. So basically, uh, some months ago, Ontario indicated it was going to introduce some legislation that was going to force employers with 25 staff or more to have an electronic monitoring policy. And uh, from the looks of it, it looks like this might actually be the first legislation of its type in the country. The long and the short of the story is that this policy was announced some months ago. The rule itself came into effect on Tuesday. So now all those companies with 25 employees plus have to at least have a policy in place. And they now have 30 days in which to share that policy with their employees. So just give me that that number breakdown one more time. It has to be a company of over 25 yeah. people. So if you're under 25, yeah, you're exempt. Pretty much, yes. And with 25 or over, all you have to do in this policy is really lay out how you are tracking them, which, which as I said, is not something that's been done elsewhere. Uh, but there's no additional measures other than just the need to describe exactly how you're monitoring your, your staff. Michelle, is there any sense of how common it is or what companies are using to track their employees? Yeah, there. Well, it's hard to, to yeah, like, actually like, quantify. Yeah, it's really it's, hard to wrap your head around. It's an interesting story because of that. Totally, and it's a part of the whole part of the novelty of this law in Ontario because it's so new. No, companies previously have not had to disclose. So no, we don't really have a good sense of of exactly how many people are enlisting. You know, tech tech monitoring software, employee monitoring protocols. But it depends on the industry. A lot of it does, because in some, we know that there's a lot of monitoring efforts underway. Let's say in fast food restaurants where you have software tracking how long it takes a cashier to cash something out. All the delivery firms, of course, have have GPS monitoring their drivers. Mm, so people mm. can have a, a good sense of how those routes are going. So the, the idea of, of staff surveillance is probably a lot less novel in some of those industries than it might be in some of the other companies or sectors, rather, where it's going to be more of under discussion now as these policies get rolled out. I'm thinking of places like the financial sector, you know, insurance, perhaps uh, fields like mine, 
um, those that are a little further removed from the service industry. To me, there's always this intangibility in, t- in terms of trying to understand productivity. And I'm pretty sure if you're a company that doesn't have sort of concrete production goals that you can't point to something every day that says, I accomplished X and here's the actual evidence because there's an output. I do understand why companies are trying to figure out, okay, what is what is going on here? But it's it seems so strange for them to be tracking your performance in a particular way. And listen, I, just, I, I believe in a, a, a separation of church and state in terms of my devices, Michelle. I don't use my personal equipment for work. I have a work phone and a work computer and work happens there. And I assume everything that happens on there is tracked. And then I have my personal computer and my personal phone. And there's really no way that the company can track me on those. Well, so that that's a, a smart approach that I'm sure a lot of people would, would give you a lot of credit for adopting. Uh, for some, of course, they don't necessarily have the means to have separate devices. So that gets a bit tricky. And as is the case with so many things now, COVID really muddied the waters for people who did perhaps maintain that strict separation before, couldn't, of course, during pandemic times when they might have been working from home. And this is one aspect that is documented is that there was a rise in demand for monitoring software during the pandemic. If people, I guess, were trying to get their heads around how the shift to work from home was going to go, trying to maintain employee productivity in those environments. Uh, so it, it is, it's definitely a tricky one. Uh, lines are blurred all over the place. And now, of course, employers are going to have to spell out exactly what they're doing. But this mm-hmm. leads to another complex issue in that what the bill does not do, it lays out what the employers are required to do, but it doesn't necessarily boost any rights on the employee end or any protections on the employee end. (laughs) It It doesn't build it any... (laughs) It just tells you what you have to disclose. It doesn't say there's any punishment for what you do disclose. But this is the part that's wild, is that that is being seen as an actual step forward. Even a a fairly bare-bones bill like this one, or those aspects of the bill, um, are, are being seen as progress because we haven't even had the starting ground for this conversation of exactly, okay, what is your employer doing? Are these things above board? Because some of these pieces of monitoring software are pretty intense. Some of them, you know, they can record keystrokes, they can record eye movements. Some of them take screenshots every 10 minutes and send them back to someone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so there's there is a lot of, when we talk about employee surveillance, the, the definition is broad in the legislation because, for this very reason, because there are so many different ways and means that someone can be surveilled. Yeah. Um, so it it's quite broad and not delving too deeply into the employee end of things. But now that these conversations can start, uh, a number of privacy experts are hoping that this might kick off those conversations on the employee end and eventually hopefully lead to some better protections. I'll, I'll tell you, law firms definitely have one approach on this, which is billable hours, right? You get paid for what you bill. Yep. So you yep. have to really be, you're, you're self-tracking at that point because it's for, it's for client purposes, it's for client transparency. I worked for one company where they felt that maybe productivity wasn't as high as they wanted. So they started having us actually send weekly tracking sheets, like weekly, here's what you did over the course of your shift. And they stopped us doing that three weeks later because they realized, oh, we have to start paying people overtime if we actually I was going to say because they're record. realizing that people are spending their time filling out these sheets rather than doing their actual work. <laughs> a little bit of that too. A little yeah. bit of that too. Uh, Michelle, I was so sad that I missed our news panel last Friday talking about employment and dis- national disability Oh, Awareness it was Month. too bad you couldn't be there. It really was. But it's a little bit later in this hour. I'm going to talk to Jenny Bovard about some of her experiences. So I'll get a chance to hot take a little bit with Jenny. But I missed you yesterday, last Friday when uh, on the news panel, but I will get to talk to you tomorrow on the news panel. 
channel. So, Michelle, I bid you adieu for about 23 hours and 30 minutes until we meet again. (laughs) We'll see you tomorrow, Dave. Thanks. (laughs) That is Michelle McQuig, the weekend news editor at the Canadian Press. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.